0: Yeah, so I always like, i got this little table, right, and I always like cramp it with stuff. It's kind of funny because when we first get here, there'll be absolutely nothing on the table. And then like I just keep adding uh, to the little table as we as we go. So today, if you have brought a Bible, which I hope you have, and if you have not, we would love to gift you the Bible. If you've brought a Bible today with you, main passage of Scripture, we're going to be in 1 John chapter 2. Uh, and we're going to be looking at verses three through eleven as our main passage of scripture. But right before our main passage of scripture is one of my, one of my. And depending on the translation that you're using, uh, you will miss probably one of my favorite words. So it's one of those words that is it's a really cool word, but what it means means basically that like we're really bad, right? And God's really good. So the word that I'm speaking about here is the word propitiation. Everybody looked at me and was like, that's an SAT word. Like, I'm old, but I remember that's an SAT word. So, 1 uh, John chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, it says, My little children, I am writing you these things so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, Hey, raise my hand real quick. Inevitably, I'm going to sin. Uh, so, if anyone does sin, we have an advocate which means someone that goes before us, right? It's interesting that we have this advocate word right here because it requires the advocate for us to have propitiation, okay? So it says we have an advocate, that's Jesus, with the Father. So Jesus goes before us on our behalf to the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Verse 2, and I'm using the CSB today. It doesn't use the word... Uh, Mine uses the word atoning sacrifice, which is cool, right? But we don't get to say propitiation, okay? So, he himself, the ESV, NKJV, KJV, NASB, your more literal translations will actually say he himself is the propitiation. Uh, Mine says, he himself is the atoning sacrifice. I do like it because it kind of simplifies it. Because, honestly, propitiation is a cool word, but like, I'm just saying vain words, right? I'm saying empty words if I just say it and don't understand the concept. Again, that's why I preface this by also saying that we have to see that word atonement uh, here uh, is represented by the word we had in, in verse 1, advocate, right? So the propitiation is basically uh, who, who likes like big words and then who likes the like, the, there's like urban dictionary, there's redneck dictionary, right? Right, like I like Redneck Dictionary. So, propitiation—that really cool word—basically just means that we have someone who helps us avoid wrath. Right, while we deserve wrath, while we deserve to be beat down for our transgressions because we're transgressors. Right, uh, Paul, who is pretty good, says that that we're we're sinners, and he is the chief sinner. Right. So, right here in this in this passage of scripture, we. Have these verses 1 and 2 so that we can be prepared in our heart for verses 3 through 11, okay? So here we go into our, our, our main passage of scripture for today. Uh, we're in a sermon series that is titled Stop Trying to Be God because the, the four concepts that we're going to look at all basically place ourselves as the center of the Godhead with ourselves as a personal representation of God. When we do that, we saw last week with the golden calf, we don't have a God then, right? A big G God. We have little g gods, and that's each and every single one of us. So with stop trying to be God, what we're trying to do is acknowledge that we have weaknesses, right? Man, that's good to just, like, that's good to be in a room with other people say, hey, I have weaknesses, and to hear other people go preach it, right? To have people that that realize that we fall short continuously of the glory of God, but we're in it together, right? So I'm going to go ahead and tell you, if you didn't have people to do life with, then life would beat you down, right? Because even with people to do life with, life has a tendency to attempt to break us down, okay? So verse 3, we're going to jump into it real quick. These are God's commands. The concept, the principle today that we're looking at is, everybody say it, go ahead and say it, hypocrisy, who is your God, how many times we live in the south, how many times have you heard, I would go to church but there's too many hypocrites there, right, hey guess what, amen there are, but guess what, same person that said it is one, hey oh, come and join us, right, come and be with your people, Okay, It doesn't stop them from going to Walmart, right? Anybody ever been to Walmart late at night? Hey, Jessica told me to stop sinning. I'm, I'm just being judgmental up here. If you've ever been to Walmart late at night, then don't tell me you can't go to church because it's full of hypocrites, okay? Because you've went to the zoo, okay? you went literally to the zoo. So verse, verse 3 jumps us right into it, and it says, This is how we know that we know him. Y'all ready for this? If we keep his commands. The ministry of Jesus could be summed up in this verse right here. Right? Everything he, everything that he represented, we know that we are represented by him if we do what he says. Right? So, I don't know if you guys know this or not, some of you may know this, one of the biggest differences between us as believers, and there's a lot, but one of the biggest differences between us as believers, as Christians, as Christ ones, as Christ followers, and our brothers and sisters in the Catholic faith, is that they believe that they can go to heaven through acts of of just goodness, of their acts of kindness, their acts of obedience, right? But where we have a difference, and we see this in Ephesians, is this gift of grace, right? Right? If you have works but you have no faith, then you have hell. Right? Like you had an expensive trip to hell, okay? Like if you have good acts of faith that are faithless, then you you literally had an expensive trip. You had a Disney World trip to hell, okay? Like it looked cool, okay? But it represented nothing. So today... Uh, As we we jump into the scripture, I I thought, I wanted a white mask because it would have been a lot more like, but every single one of us in our day-to-day lives wear a mask, right? What's hiding behind that mask is words like failure, words like fear, words like doubt, words like hate, words like disunity, words like disrepair, right? These are all negative words. You don't hide a good thing behind a mask. Okay? Unless you've got a pretty face like this. Then if you wear a mask, you're hiding a Okay, everybody knew I was lying right there. They're like, hey, watch out. Lightning's going to strike it down. Alex is like, why do you think I, I moved to the back? I, I, I started wearing my glasses and realized how ugly you were. <laughs> Verse 4 says, The one who says, I have come to know him, and yet doesn't keep his commands like this one. This is pretty honest right here. This is John. It's a liar. <laughs> like the, That's a good one, right? Like The, the cool thing about, about John is Peter likes to mince words. So it, what you'll find in Peter's uh, scripture, it, Peter was also the one that liked to like, he was really quick to talk, right? He was really quick to act, but he didn't like think things out. Now John is like, He's thinking through it, right? He's letting things process, and then he's speaking like these these words of wisdom, right? So he says, very black and white, uh, you'll see that he uses in John, 1 John, 2 John, uh, he has a large propensity to use uh, this terminology of darkness and light, right? If I can promise you guys one thing about City Growth Church, if you ever come into the the sanctuary, it's going to be well lit. Okay, we got a darkness in the world. I don't need a sanctuary that looks like that. Okay, my sanctuary doesn't need to represent darkness because we're pursuing light. We are the pursuers of light. Okay, I know I'm not pretty. Right. So maybe that's why some places like to keep it dark is they're, they're hiding something. We ain't got nothing to hide here. There's a reason why at face, eye level, when you come into our doors, it says there's no there's no perfect people here. Because we know it, okay? We ain't hiding from nothing. Those masks that the world likes to make us wear, if you don't wear a mask, then you don't fit in. And if you don't fit in, then you're beat down, right? Part of following Christ, we, we have to stop wearing the mask, okay? Each and every single one of us, I'll say it a different way, each and every single one of us is a hypocrite, right? We're sinners. But here's the thing. Each and every single day, we're trying to write one less word on that mask. Okay? Each and every single day, we're trying to get a little closer than we were the day before to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So That's why we look at verse 4. He says, the one who said, I have come to know him and yet doesn't keep his commands is a liar and the truth is not in him. If your actions don't represent the love of Christ, then guess what? The love of Christ is not present within you. In a couple of weeks, we're going to look at, I'll go ahead and throw it out there so I can prepare y'all for it. Anybody grew up in like a Pentecostal background? Ever spent some time in a Pentecostal background? Y'all ever heard the, the, Jessica's throwing stuff over there. <laughs> Anybody ever heard the term, I'm, I'm just backslidden? Right? I'm just on a backslide right now. I come back to the Lord. Okay, so he, look, we'll go into this in greater detail. Uh, I'm going to show you a verse, a passage of Scripture today. Why and no, okay? You you can turn your back from the Lord, but He's really cool. He's He's this thing called omnipresent, which means He's everywhere, all at once. So when you turn your back, guess what? He's right there, right? So if you truly have the Lord in your heart, you can't leave. You can't depart Him. Right? So if, if you want to say that you're backslidden and you mean that to say, well I've just lost the Lord then you never had the Lord. Okay? Hey, I've said this before. I used, to, I, I used to be a youth pastor and uh, teenagers are well familiar with this term, Indian giver. I guess that's an offensive thing to say. I should probably find another way to to, to, to okay, Jessica's telling me to keep going. But our God is not an Indian giver. Right? Meaning he doesn't give us something and take it back. Okay? So if you know God, if if the love of God is within you, then it don't leave you. That's an amen. Right? Because you know why? I'm real bad. And and I was born in this thing called sin. Okay? Because I had I had a, a great grandpappy somewhere down the line named Adam. He was real bad, right? And I had a great, 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 great grandma somewhere down the line. Her name was Eve, and she was real baddie too, okay? And, and what happened is, over the, the course of time, I became more and more like them. And we became more and more like them, and less like Jesus. So to, to, to mask, literally mask ourselves, we began to wear this different identity, Right? Anybody know what the word hypocrite means, where it came from, anything of that nature? You're like, no, but I feel like you're going to tell us. You, you got that right. So the word hypocrite is actually from the Greek. I've got a, a Belton accent, so always whenever we, we do our Greek word studies, uh, Kone Greek is a very basic language, but I'm even more basic than their language so I will mis- mispronounce but we're going to take our best attempts so the word hypocrite, you ready for this? I don't know if you're ready for this tell me you're ready for this, so I know you're ready for this okay, you're ready for this hypocrite right, here's the really cool part if you spell it out, it looks exactly like the word hypocrite with a K okay, hypocrite do you know what that means? back then uh, they didn't have a lot to do, right Who knows, back in the day, they were pretty bored, right? They'll saddle up their horse, ride into the city. Okay, stop there. Uh, So, one of the things they would do was gladiator sport, right? It's like, yeah, stab each other to death. Nobody else? Okay, y'all still watch MMA, so don't act like that's like a foreign thing, all right? So, another thing that they would do, and it was kind of weird if you ever go in, read like some history books, Uh, men would dress like women, and only the men were allowed to be the actors, so when you wanted a screenplay, guess what? Men had to be women. Women had to sit in the crowd humbly. So I believe that there's this really cool thing where we're all made one in Christ, and guess what? Women don't have to be quiet no more, okay? Take my wife for example. That did not sound, that sounded just Ten times worse than I meant it to be. Everybody is like, Caleb is sleeping on the couch. My wife is laughing right now. I want you all to know that laughter ends when we leave this place. And she, rem- she reminds me of these words. I've got this thing, just like Peter, called foot and mouth. That was a foot and mouth moment. But what, what I mean to say is that we don't have to, to make the women hide anymore, right? My wife is ten times stronger than I am physically, emotionally, okay? And that's okay. Verse 5 takes us into this really cool place where we, we've just seen that if, if you're not following Christ, if you're not trying to be like Christ, then you ain't of Christ. So we tackled that whole backsliding thing for a, a quick second there. Uh, I like it, some people will try and like doll it up even more and they'll say man I apostatized okay you don't know what word you're using because what that means ain't what I think that you think that that means so verse 5 but whoever keeps his word that's Christ's word uh, some translations will actually say whoever keeps the love of Christ at one point in time in scripture Christ actually says that true love is to lay down your life for a friend that's sacrifice so true love and sacrifice are one and the same true love and worship are one and the same to worship and to truly worship worship like that song we sang that revelation song that we sang to worship like those words mean more than words we got to abandon ourselves and pursue that okay we we've got to stop trying to be me and start trying to be more like Christ verse 5 but whoever keeps his word truly in him the love of God is made complete Truly in Him, the love of God is made complete. This is how we know we are in Him. The one who says He remains in Him should walk just as Christ walked. Oh, snap. So, what are, what are we saying? If I really want to be like Jesus, i got to stop wearing this. I got to stop hiding behind this. Right? I got to stop letting these words control my life. I'll say it another way. I got to I got to stop fighting a battle that's already been won. That's my, my my memo always said don't say this, but that's ignorant. To understand, to acknowledge that you know better and to continue doing it that's ignorant my, my mom is mad right now should I train that boy ignorant fool don't say them two words I think in the past month I've probably said both of those words sorry memo you can be mad at me one day when I get to heaven my great grandpa Harold Somebody else is catching the wrath. (laughs) Verse 6. The one who says he remains in me should walk just as I walk. I'm about to walk y'all through verses 7 and uh, 8 real quick. It's going to get really confusing. You're going to be like, man, I'm glad that we broke that down. Because it sounds like a big jumble of words. But remember, we're talking about a man who's a lot smarter than than we are. That's crazy to think, right? Someone who was not educated, right? Somebody who didn't have the education that I had, but they walked hand in hand, side by side with Christ. Okay? They walked side by side with Christ. This John that wrote this, look, he's an old man at this point in time. He's actually writing this to, to tell the church to stop being hypocrites you're following false gods you're following false teachers you're following false prophets false idols Jesus came and broke down all those walls and here you are following it again and here we are two thousand years later and we're doing it all over again so it takes reminders like this to tell us turn your focus back on Jesus that's simple right that just sounds so simple but it's so hard. Stop what you're doing. Remember, stop, drop, and roll? Stop, drop, and roll, okay? And when you pop back up, eyes on Jesus. It'll put out a fire. Stop, drop, and roll. And when you pop back up, maybe you a little slower. When you crawl back up, okay? I'm getting old. My back ain't real good no more. But when I get up, my eyes need to be on Jesus. Verse 7, and again, I told y'all we're gonna walk, I'm going to walk y'all through this because you're going to be mad at me if I don't. Dear friends, that's y'all. Dear friends, I am not writing you a new command. Okay, this, this here's the start of the confusion, so I need you to, need you to follow with me. Uh, what he's actually referencing is Leviticus 19.8, which says, love your neighbor as yourself. And what he's referencing here is Deuteronomy 6.5, which says, Love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. Nobody else? Okay. So hold on to that for a second. He, he is referencing uh, a, a Levitical law and then literally the law of God. So he's, he's referencing a command and a law. He says, I'm not writing a new command but an old command that you have had from the beginning. Meaning as long as you've been my people, y'all knew what God's expectation was. The old command is the word you have heard. Yet I am writing you, I told you I was going to get a little confusing, yet I am writing you a new command. You're like, but I thought he said, no, no, no. He is doing the same old thing in a new way, right? He's doing the old thing, which is to lead us, Christ, in a new way, which is Christ. So he said, everything we have was to lead you here, now follow him. It's kind of like having like a GPS, right? So the GPS gets you there. Now follow him. Verse 8, yet I am writing you a new command which is true in him because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. So Leviticus and Deuteronomy prepared us for what Jesus brought. So Jesus confirmed the covenant of Deuteronomy and Leviticus in John 13, 34. When he tells you, notice the author there. What was that, John 13, 34? Now it's the letter of 1 John. So Jesus has confirmed the covenant in John thirteen thirty four when he says, love one another as I have loved you. So he, John knew when he was writing this to so these people who have been following hypocrites. Their minds are easily confused, right? They've been following false prophets. They've been following false idols. He says, it's going to seem like I'm giving you a new command. But it's the same command you've always had. It's just been brought to fruition now. The command I gave is now confirmed in Christ. So in John 13, 34, when he said, Love one another as I have loved you. Jesus had made everything come true. Everything that God told us to follow, the the law that God told us to, to follow to get to him, now is bridged. Because the law in and of itself, we can never, we talked about this, we can never bridge that gap. We Literally, we needed a bridge to get from, you know, from one side of the chasm to the other. And Jesus was that bridge. So now we have that same old covenant, we have that same old command, but now we got the bridge to fulfill it. So he says in verse 9, The one who says he is in the light, but hates his brother or sister, is in the darkness until now. Think about that. That, That's literally the definition of the word hypocrite. The one who says he is in the light but hates his brother or sister is still in the darkness. You can't just talk to talk. You got to walk to walk. Verse 10, the one who loves his brother or sister remains in the light and there is no cause for stumbling in him. Verse 11. The one who hates his brother or sister is in the darkness. He walks in the darkness and doesn't know where he's going because the darkness has blinded him. John has now confirmed exactly what it was that Jesus has been saying all along. If you believe in me, if you are a follower of me, if you are what you claim to be, your actions are going to show the same. So we were talking about stop trying to when we're hypocrites, when we are hypocritical which again, time out it's going to happen. Daily it's going to happen. Daily, we're going to have to remind ourselves to take this mask off. It's like a hard reset every morning. If you let the, wor- if you let the world get in your ear before you, you literally divulge in the word, when you walk out the house, you're going to find you're already wearing it. This is going to sound really funny, and I can confirm this through my wife. Okay, so who has toddlers, or there's toddlers in your house? You're around toddlers, like you know toddlers. So if you if you've ever had toddlers, been around toddlers, you know uh, there's this word called privacy, and it doesn't exist. Okay, so what I will do—it's oh, gonna sound so bad—I go and hide from my kid in the. Back. So here's the really cool thing: the oldest one will just would just bang or keep turning the handle. So you have to, you have to make sure you lock it, okay? The little one, if, he, if he's crawling around, will stick his fingers under the door. Just like a reminder, hey, I'm here, Dad. But regardless, I do what I have to do so that I can go spend some time in the Word. Like, you carry a Bible to the bathroom? Sometimes, don't judge me. But a lot of the times I'll, I'll use the, the version app. On my phone. Right? Because you get in the word. Take two days. One of them you started in the word. You was listening to some good Christian music. You know what I'm saying? You were having a positive start to your day. Now, look, the world can like keep throwing stuff at you, and you're just you gotta smile, right? Something that can't be broken. Alright? So do that at least one day a week, okay? So the other six, when you're running late, what I need you to do is realize that when you're already running late, sometimes you skip a shower. I, it's okay. Ain't no judgment here. Uh, you skip that shower. You made it in the car. People are like, I don't skip showers. All right. You made it into the car, so you already skipped out on your Bible reading, okay? You're listening to life some grunge metal on the way there because you're already in a bad mood, right? Anything that somebody says all day will now set you on edge. What's my phone confirming? Anything that occurs now is the worst thing that's ever happened. It's like... worst thing ever man I needed that quarter so bad because you didn't get off to a good start every day (laughs) we got honesty man I like honest people man (laughs) so give me my next slide G works alone will never get you into heaven we just talked about that. I love our Catholic brothers and sisters, but ain't no amount of hell Mary's getting you there. It's just like Mark 115 says, you gotta repent and believe. That's a word. That's church right there. Mark 115, repent and believe. Everybody's go. Right? Like, man, that was super Baptist. <laughs> Give me the So I was looking, I'm reading a a book about the Reformation. And while I believe the Reformation has a lot of things right, I also believe Martin Luther, don't strike me down, but I believe the Reformation missed some things, and that's okay. It got us closer to God. But what happens is it gets us closer to God for a season, and we wear them again. One of the wisest men who I I think has probably ever lived, uh, C.S. Lewis, he wrote these incredible books called The Chronicles of Narnia. That's probably how y'all know him. He also wrote a lot of things geared toward Christian readers screw tape uh, letters, Christianity, uh, Weight of Glory. So, in his es- his classic essay, The Weight of Glory, uh, I just saw this in my book. I'm reading, I just actually finished it. It's called The Five Solas of the Reformation by one of my personal pastors, Pilgrim Benham and uh, Dan Sardennis. And in this uh, book, this, I pulled this quote, it says, in his classic essay from The Weight of Glory, C.S. Lewis wrote, we are half-hearted creatures, fooling about with drinking sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered to us, right? Like an ignorant child... My just My up there, she's mad, I said it again. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum, because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at sea. We are far too easily pleased. That hurts. And it's so true. I'd rather keep playing around in the muddy mess I'm making than to see the forever home that's readily available, to see the glory of God that's readily available, because I'm too busy making mud pies. We are like a child who thinks that he would be happier with mud pies in a slum than having a thrilling vacation at the sea. The church, this is uh, J. Smith, that does not evangelize will fossilize. Evangelization is realizing that we're flawed. Going and telling other people who are flawed that we're flawed but there's a flawless savior who just wants to bring you home. Evangelization, evangelizing meaning reach the lost is about stop stop playing in the mud and get on the boat. I've got a couple verses for you real quick out of Luke. Uh, this is Luke chapter 8, uh, verses 16 through 18. And it's, uh, this is the words of Jesus. He's referring uh, to using your, your light. In other words, using uh, the gifts that he's given you. And it says, no, after lighting a lamp, you're like, huh-huh, I got a light switch. Okay, smarty pants. Nobody else thought that when they read lighting a lamp. Okay, just me, so I just had to correct myself there. No one, after lighting a lamp, covers it with a basket or puts it under a bed, but puts it instead on a lampstand so that those who come in may see its light. For nothing is concealed that won't be revealed. Oh, man, that is good. Nothing is concealed That won't be revealed. I don't know what you're hiding in that dark sanctuary. But it's going to come to light. I don't know what you're hiding in your basement. But it's going to come to light. I don't know. Who you think you're fooling. But it ain't Jesus. And nothing hidden. That won't be made known. And brought to light. Therefore, take care how you listen, for whoever has more, he's speaking of love, he's speaking of of obedience, he's speaking of the fulfillment of the gospel, for whoever has more will be given to him, and whoever does not have, even what he thinks that he has will be taken away from him. When I was, sorry mom, I'm about to lie, I'm about to just tattle on myself. I do this a lot, guys. Check this out. When I was like 16, we had a party. The only one I ever had. We had, she's like, and we're learning about lying today. But we had this party, right? And my foster brother. Got angry, Chris. I love you, but sometimes you just got like, got a little, you got a little pissy for no reason. Okay, I'm just putting that out there. I think he's faced that today in his life, but he broke this door. So, I, I was reminded of this story last night because, uh, basically, we're watching. Anybody watch New Amsterdam? Okay, y'all are missing out. You know, Jesus still loves you. But we were watching New Amsterdam, and there, I wish y'all had, because then y'all would understand this reference. If not, whatever, it's cool. Go home and watch it. Uh, yeah, I gave you permission to binge on a Sunday. It's the Sabbath. We are not working. Okay, yep, stopping there. But <laughs> Max, who is the, the medical director of New Amsterdam's public hospital, crazy show, his wife died, his baby. Okay, I'm giving him a little background. But Max is an idealist right? Meaning everything can be falling apart around Max, but he's going to try and find that one little thing that can can go for good, that can can be turned into a positive. He's going to try and make the best out of it. So one of the really cool things about being an idealist is you have to also be a realist. If not, you'll be depressed. But if you're going to be an idealist, you have to remember that you're going to lose a lot more. So, just wait, Mother Dearest. <laughs> so, we have this door that goes in between the living room and the hallway. I don't even remember what Chris was doing. And I'm not lying here. Chris really broke the door. But then he gets all upset that he broke the door. Nobody else there? So, he broke the door and then became upset that he broke the door. So, check this out. In all my, my just has to bring me to earth sometimes. In my little idealism, I took masking tape and tried to p- <laughs> try to put this door back together. I was like, well, that doesn't work." So I took packaging tape because it was a white door, and I'm like, "Okay, so check this out. I'm trying to put this door back together. It's super broke. It's like broken half." So then, check this out. Check this out. We're like, "Hey, we'll just take." off and nobody will notice okay if there's a door missing people notice just want y'all to know that uh, speaking from experience here but this is exactly what Jesus is referring to in, in, in verse 17 when he says nothing is concealed that won't be removed. we tried to fix it at first right with bandages you couldn't even open the door without it falling back apart And nothing hidden won't be known and brought back to life. So when we tried to literally take the door off and just hide it, we didn't hide it. I think we just put it like on the, it just, we just stood it up on the side of the house. Well like, we weren't smart, okay? <laughs> Never in this story did, did, I, did I claim for us to be geniuses. <laughs> but, as we're watching New Amsterdam and I, I'm really thinking and I, I'm realizing like I, I have this tendency to try and like, like y'all, we can be, when we do our, our giveaways, sometimes I'll, I'll beat myself up, but sometimes we'll have that one person that comes and while everybody else is like, oh, here was this big number that we, we were able to reach, I remember that conversation with that one person, right? And I, I just think maybe we made a difference in that one person because I, I have a tendency to try and... Be idealist with or an idealist with with some of those situations, but verse seventeen just man it rocked me. It says, "For nothing is concealed that won't be revealed, and nothing hidden. That door is the perfect analogy here. Nothing hidden that won't be made known and brought to light. You know what Jesus is saying? If you mess up, fess up." Okay, even more so, when you mess up, fess up. The really cool thing about being a follower of Christ is you don't have to wear this. Shame tells us we have to wear this. Jesus gave me permission to be ugly, okay? I ain't even got to be pretty. My wife says I'm cute. Glorify. Who's your God? If it's you, stop trying to be God. If it's this social media image that you have of yourself, stop letting social media be your God. Everything you need to know about God is right here. One last passage of scripture, I promise y'all, and then we're done for the day. gonna we'll go real quick to Matthew uh, chapter 7, verses 21 through 23. If I can get these pages to unstick. Everyone, I told y'all I was going to prepare y'all for that backsliding thing, right? If you, if you believe in backsliding and losing your salvation, I can break that in one passage of Scripture. Two verses, three verses is all it takes me to just wreck that. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord. You know what Lord, Lord is? It's, it's, literally is bowing to him. Not everyone who bows to me will enter the kingdom of heaven. But only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. The will of God was to follow God. The will of God was to follow Jesus. The will of God was for us to stop being our own gods and let him be God. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, 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 Lord of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Verse 22. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? Did we drive out demons in your name? Did we do many miracles in your name? Then I will announce to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you lawbreakers. If you truly know God, He ain't going to turn His back on you. But what God makes, Satan will counterfeit. Not everything that appears to be good has good intentions. You think Satan won't let some people do a few miracles, so that he gets the glory? He'll even let you say—he even let you say the word Jesus. But your heart was never an ambassador of Christ, right? Your heart was never Mark one fifteen. You never repented and believed. You was just out here doing. It. He was out here wearing a mask and you were you cannot be removed from Christ if your heart never belonged to Christ say it again you cannot be removed from Christ if your heart never belonged to Christ he didn't say depart from me I don't like you no more right he didn't even say depart from me because you was bad We, we talk about there's one unforgivable sin it's blasphemy of the Holy Spirit which means the one sin that can never be forgiven is to disacknowledge God the one sin that can never be forgiven is to know Christ but to not have a relationship with Christ Assurance
1: that you have
0: from being converted in the past will be exposed by obedience in the present. Love without condition will expose your heart condition. In other words, love without commitment, meaning you can do good things, right? I I give money to the poor, right? I give blood. (laughs) All right, vampire, that's going to get you into heaven, right? No, it won't. Love without commitment will expose your heart condition it'll expose your sin condition I want to tell you one thing real quick uh, and then Jessica is going to close us in, in song hypocrisy to be a hypocrite be a hypocrite, is to have a fear of God's love you, you think that you're helping yourself right but in reality, you're just hurting yourself. You think that by masking it, I'm just going to put this mask on that is hidden. Jesus clearly said that what's, what's, what's hidden in the dark is going to be brought to light. I'm going to pray for us real quick while, while Jessica comes up. Dear Heavenly Father God, we just pray that today, Lord, you would just pay a visit to us in the form of the Holy Spirit, God, that conviction, God, that that true belief would find us here in this place, Lord, that you will light a fire, you will light a fresh wind, a Ruah, uh, a Ruah spirit that is the wind to come through this place, Lord, that everything we do be to pursue you, God, and I just pray that we would never forget that that you are worth pursuing, Lord, that... uh, I just pray in this place, God, that that we would just be visited by you, Lord. That our intentions, our heart, our emotions, our our transgressions, everything.